And more importantly, we're gonna give you what you want. Something new, something fresh. In the coming weeks and months, you will be seeing new faces, new superstars, new matchups. As of now, you are the authority. And as long as we give you less of what you don't want and more of what you do, WWE will always be then, now, and forever. We have a lot to get into. This is honestly going to be probably my most intriguing, fun episode since I've done the rebrand of how this is going to be done. I know it's only the second installment, but I really think that this one is really going to be intriguing. It's going to be a lot to get into. Before I go any further, this is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast with yours truly. I am the one and only franchise coming to you. It is June 30th. The end of the month So you already know what that means It's time to get into the month in review of June And I did do a stumping ground preview Then I thought about it and I said Should I release the June Should I release this now Or just wait Because something was telling me Something was going to happen Something was going to happen and we started getting a boatload of information, news. Seth Rollins is going on this. I'm the man. I'm the face of the WWE. So I'm standing on the grounds and I'm defending the WWE against everybody. Fans who are against it. Fans who have complained about it. Um, fellow super, fellow wrestlers and other companies and other feds. Him and Will Offspring got into it which led into Corbin getting involvement. Everybody, so much was going on. And then we got the bombshell of all bombshell news that I'm going to address that is going to, in my opinion, be the best thing to happen for the WWE. If they don't capitalize on this groundbreaking news that they just released if this doesn't do it, I don't know what to tell you. I honestly don't know what to tell you. So I'm going to give all that. As always, see, I, I'm going to start. The reason I started the episode once again with that clip, that infamous, I think it was December 17th, 2018 promo that the authority delivered and promised us is because this month in June was probably the worst month for the WWE. I say that because we had WWE Super Showdown. 
I like to refer to it as Super Letdown. That was a shit show. I didn't watch it, but from reviews that I've read, reviews that I've heard, it was not good at all. Which then will probably explain why a certain phenom graced his presence this past Monday. And it was announced that he's going to be at Extreme Rules. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Then we had Stumping Ground. And there was pictures floating around the internet showing the arena and the arena looked dead. Now, most of these pictures were taken, I would say probably in the early stages of the show like when people are just filling in because I've seen that as a person that's been to wrestling events when you first get to an event it's not going to be jam packed it's going to look like it's like it's oh man like this is these like this don't look like it's going to sell but as the time gets closer everybody starts to come in then it gets packed so we've bear witness to that. We've seen that. And they, they always there's always pictures that float out when the WWE seems to hit this bump in the road where it's like people start to really judge and question and get very upset with the WWE with their product. So what they do is they make these pictures, they post them online, they post them on Twitter, and they proceed to clown the WWE. Like, oh, look at your attendance. The attendance is bad. Look at this. You can't even stop. Look at this. You got to, like, put a curtain over certain areas of the arena because you don't want it to appear that the tickets didn't sell out. Then we seen it on, apparently, it, was, it happened on Raw. It happened on SmackDown. The viewer rating has been dropping dramatically in the month of June. Worst, one of the worst ratings in a while. Like, I won't say in a while because Raw and SmackDown do genuinely draw bad ratings from time to time. But June seemed like it was really, really bad. Now, could this be because of the repetitive matches, the the constant back and forth, the matches that we continuously to see over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, even though we were told this new matchups, that's what we were getting new matchups. We were getting what Triple H new matchups and we still get the same matchups every single week every pay-per-view we're still getting the same matches it becomes to a point where the pay-per-views now look more like just a glorified house show a glorified raw a glorified smackdown we were told that we were going to get these new matchups I'm sorry I I just got to keep on using that (laughs) but that's what we were going to get New superstars. New stories. 
all this was going to happen, right? But we still haven't got it. I we just seen this Shinsuke Nakamura sighting on Sun. I mean, on on Tuesday on SmackDown, it appears like him and Finn is going to fight for the Intercontinental Title. I'm happy for that. I love seeing these two in the ring together. But I have a question. Why is it that Finn has not been since Finn has gotten the Intercontinental title, we rarely see him. He's rarely on the car. He's rarely on the on on the show. To be honest with you, since this wild card came about, we haven't seen Finn on Raw. We haven't. So how come this wild card only includes Kofi, The New Day, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shane McMahon, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, now Dolph, Alexa Bliss, Bailey. But according to what Vince said, this wild card is supposed to be Three superstars can join, can come on to either Raw or SmackDown, respectively. Three. But since this wild card, and since I noticed it, I started to take, I started to do a number count. How many times, how many different superstars are on this show? It's supposed to be three, but how many superstars are actually there? On average, seven superstars from SmackDown is on Raw. And I'll say about five is on SmackDown that were supposed to be on Raw. So when I think of the wild card, I think of this. You know what? Since I'm here as a wild card, whatever that means, anyway. That's what I think when I hear that. Kevin Owens echoes that sentiment to me. Whatever this wild card rule is, whatever this means. Because now you're basically, as I said before, my my opinion on this wild card was just it is the beginning stages of phasing out the the brand because come October when Smackdown goes on to the Fox um to FS1 Fox they're going to want raw superstars on Smackdown so what they're going to do is they're going to bring on these stars back and forth. That's what they're going to do. That's honestly, I look at this and I say to myself, what is going on? How can the WWE improve their shows what can be done that is the question I always tend to ask myself what can the WWE do to better their product 
Cause I, like 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 I said, I'm a big fan of the of the wrestling. I love it. Watched it since I was a kid, even to this day. Like I said, and it's so I get so upset and frustrated because I see this right here is the best talent in ring talent the WWE has seen in a very long time. You haven't seen this many athletes, superstars on the card in their in their hands. They can grab anybody they wish. And what do they do? They keep fumbling the ball. That's what they do so the question remains what can be done and long behold on Thursday morning it was reported from the WWE change is coming and change is coming in the form of Paul Heyman You hear the music in the background You hear it That's right Paul Heyman Is now the executive director Of Monday Night Raw Let's just let it play out As I said, Paul Heyman is now the executive director of Monday Night Raw. So when you think of executive director for Monday Night Raw, you think of the extreme championship wrestling. You think of what he did when he was the when he was the writer and he was one of the creative minds behind SmackDown during his tenure as SmackDown general manager. You've seen how the ratings spiked with him being the general manager. With him being a part of the creative team on SmackDown It spiked up Things were happening Changes were being done He was utilizing the talent And was making it great That's what he was doing I'm so glad to hear that And now Change will come to Raw But then you ask yourself if change is coming to Raw What are they going to do about SmackDown Glad you said that 
because I'm bad and I'm better than ever. Got a net for making things better. Face facts, cause your opinion don't matter. This maniac is gonna step on whomever. Oh, yeah. Eric Bischoff, the mastermind behind WCW's rise and fall, <laughs> but rise to greatness with WCW. Now, they all, both Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, report to only one man, and that's Vince McMahon. And that's the one thing I would say about these two is you have to have someone who kind of has the last say but if you have Vince McMahon overseeing everything but you allow Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff to do what they want to do creatively and this is starting tomorrow July 1st Eric Bischoff, Paul Heyman, or Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff. Now, I don't know. I believe there was reports saying that they are going to be on Raw and SmackDown. We'll see. Kind of interested to see how they're going to play this out, though, with the wildcard rule. Because if you have people jumping ship, how are you going to work with that story? Because say, for instance, for example, Samoa Joe has a title match against Kofi Kingston. Samoa Joe's on Raw. Kofi Kingston's on SmackDown. How is this going to play out? How is this story going to play out? Is Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff going to work together in story mode to do this? It's going to be interesting. I I'm but you know what? This is the this is the most excited I've been for wrestling in a very long time. As far as to see what the creativity is going to be. Because now we're truly going to have new matchups. We're truly going to have that. I can assure you that's going to happen. The one thing that they said, Eric Bischoff said this, and it was reported, so I really want to see if this is going to happen. Eric Bischoff said, if I could work with Roman Reigns, I would turn Roman heel. Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. I want to see this happen. I want to see this happen. Now, Another thing that I believe may happen is 
now that Bischoff is on SmackDown, I do believe that we may see a lesbian angle. If you haven't noticed these past few weeks, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville have been teasing some form of attraction between one another. Little small nuances that they do, little small gestures that they do, little eye contact, certain looks gets really thrown. Like it really does that. So I'm kind of interested to see how what happens with that. I want to see what he's going to do with Finn Balor. I want to see what he's going to do with Andrade. I want to see what he's going to do with the younger talent. I want to see this as far as Bishop goes. I already know what Paul Heyman is going to do. Paul Heyman is going to... Paul Heyman is going to do his thing. I've never, ever discredited Paul Heyman as a creative mind because he is a fucking genius in ring just that's somebody who I would love just to sit down and just pick his brain as far as the wrestling business goes if you haven't seen my name is Paul Heyman the documentary that's on the WWE Network check that out because that that gives you the, the insight of his brain, how he works, how he operates, everything. Even watch shoot interviews that he's done. Just watch those. Incredible, brilliant person. Has a mind for the business through and through. So we're going to see great things. I believe in these two. More Paul Heyman than Eric Bischoff, but Eric Bischoff was not bad when he was general manager on Raw. He was not. I mean, think about it. He he brought the Elimination Chamber. He brought that. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen now that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, like I said, is the executive directors of both Raw and SmackDown. That's what I want to see. So, I think I've got on my high horse, not high horse, but I think I've fanboyed out off the fact of them being in here. But that's the biggest and the greatest thing that we can hear right now as far as the WWE goes. But now I'm about to talk about the bullshit, which is why I believe they made this and that brought this in. So as I brought up earlier, the matchups, we keep seeing the same old matches. We keep seeing all this. The ratings are bad. My belief is behind the ratings is simple, very straightforward. We have too many people that don't belong in these pushes to get pushed okay Baron Corbin is not a draw he's just not he's not a draw he's not an attraction there's nothing about Baron Corbin that symbolizes that he should be in the main event picture nothing whatsoever So I believe his push is probably what's stopping the growth of or stopping stunting the ratings. I also think that you get it's too much Shane McMahon 
in the on screen. Now, Grant, according to a lot of reports, Shane McMahon is not has no power in like the hierarchy of the WWE. He's a McMahon, yes, but he's not like Triple H, Stephanie McMahon. He doesn't have those titles. When he comes out, he doesn't come out to COO. He doesn't come out as Chief Brand Officer Stephanie McMahon. He doesn't come out as Chairman and Owner and, you know, chair, uh, Chairman and Owner Vince McMahon. He doesn't. All he comes out to is the best in the world. He is a character. He is a superstar. He is an active member on the roster. But because his name is McMahon, he has to have that authority figure. But that's another thing that I believe. Shane McMahon's push to the point that there was reports saying that Shane McMahon was possibly going to win a title, the WWE or the Universal title. If that was to happen under these two, watch, that will probably be the biggest blow to me for them in their armor of creativity. Don't put the title on Shane because he doesn't need it. So we did have a pay-per-view event that took place, Stomping Ground. It wasn't horrible, (laughs) but it wasn't good. You know, they had two matches on the main card, which I think was great matches, which was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the New Day of Xavier Woods and Big E in United States title match, Ricochet versus Joe. Those two matches to me, hands down, was the best matches of the night on the main card. Then you had the Cruiserweight triple threat match with Drew Gulak winning the belt. And I'm so happy for Drew Gulak to win that title because he deserves that title. So to see Drew Gulak win this title, I'm happy. But now there's reports saying that 205 might be getting canned. It might be, you know, they might cut 205. So I don't know what that means as far as as for the 205 title. The, the like I don't know. I hope they don't get rid of it. I hope they actually bring it onto the main card and now it's just a part of the main show and they don't have their own show because you don't have that much of a push for 205 there's not enough people for 205 yet so we also have you know as I was saying those matches cool overall card was decent but now you have July's pay-per-view which is Extreme Rules and now you have 
The Undertaker coming back. Made an appearance on Monday. Helped Roman Reigns out against Shane and Drew McIntyre. And then it was announced on Monday that at Extreme Rules, it's going to be a tag team match between Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon against Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Now, to this day, we haven't heard anything of why Roman, why Undertaker helped out Roman Reigns. So I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to happen. What's going to be the reason behind this? And that's what I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see what is the exact reason that Undertaker came out to help Roman Reigns. Because during house shows, there under there was sightings of Undertaker and Roman Reigns in tag team matches in the past. But that's on house shows. This is different. Now you brought this to the main. Now, I believe also that Undertaker is like, you know what? Super letdown. Was a letdown. <laughs> I need to redeem myself. I need to show because I can still work. I can still go. I need to show it. His choke slam that he gave to Shane, even though it's just like he lift them up and to pretty much let change just fall to the ground was better than the choke slam he gave Goldberg. He got a little bit more kick into him. He looks great. He looks like he's in good shape. So I think that this is what he's going to do on top of even that. Now you have it where it's a tag team match. So he's not going to have to be in the match as much. Roman could do most of the work. Undertaker come in during a hot tag, do what he has to do. Maybe Undertaker gets the one up and gets the pin. Maybe he does choke slam. Tombstone's one of them gets the pin. Cool. That's fine. But now they're saying that there's reports that Undertaker handpicked his next opponent for WrestleMania, which is going to be Drew McIntyre. And this is what they're doing. They're building this up now. Disregard the fact that SummerSlam, your second biggest pay-per-view, is coming up. On top of that, Survivor Series, which is the anniversary of his debut, is coming up. You're going to wait almost a year and some change to build for a rival between these two. Normally, Undertaker builds his rivals around January after rest. I mean, after Royal Rumble. That's when the kick starts to that's when the kick starts to take a like slowly the slow build for it, but then it gets it shifts right it shifts gears right into full blown. I say after Elimination Chamber. That's when it kicks into gear. His his shoes kick into gear. So that's kind of interesting. Now Another thing that I feel is also a reason why the ratings is going bad is because, and it pains me to say this because I love both these superstars. 
the new power couple of Seth Rollins, the universal champion, and Becky Lynch, the man, the Raw Women's Champion. I'm cool with couples in the the wrestling business. We all have seen it. We know about it. Half the people are actually married to people in the business, which I would rather you be married, like, in that business than... Because then you're with somebody that understands this is the this is your job. This is the mission that you took. This is what you decided to do. They understand it. They 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 sympathize with you. They know that feeling. Ricochet. He's dating. Got her name. She was on American Ninja. She's in NXT, but she them two are dating, and she like she does the whole thing where she streams on her like she does she streams her reactions to his ma- matches during pay per views. Like she did the thing on extra on extreme rules, but during Stomping Ground, she recorded her reaction to it. She recorded her reaction. She gives all her opinions on everything. Like it's real. It's real dope to see that. Okay, you see now that Carmella and Corey Graves are together. They're dating. Sasha Banks is dating one of the dressers. Which, by the way, let me just say, I miss Sasha Banks. I wish she comes back. I am hoping that with Paul Heyman being there, you might get Sasha Banks back, and you might get. The boss, the legit boss. Bailey, she's dating an indie superstar. I won't call him a superstar, but she's dating an indie star. So I'm glad to see these things. But now that you have this new power couple of Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, it's kind of to me getting overkill. They're showing it too much. Fans are starting to get tired of it. I'm starting to get annoyed with it. It's it's like it's getting rubbed in our face. It's getting pushed in our face. To the point now at, at Extreme Rules, you have Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch going against Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in a winner-takes-all mixed tag team match. Now, this stems off of a stumping ground. Baron Corbin appointed... Lacey Evans as his special guest referee for their title match against his title match against Seth Rollins. Which then prompt Becky Lynch to come out after Seth Rollins received a low blow from Lacey Evans and the rest is history. I'm hoping that after Extreme Rules, this is it. I don't want to see Baron Corbin in the title picture again. I'm cool with Lacey Evans being in the title picture because it's Lacey Evans and I love Lacey Evans. I love the the Southern girl, the Southern belle. What a real ladies like. I love that gimmick with her. I love that because she that's, I believe, what she really is. You're going to have... Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight title. I don't have a problem with that. 
Obviously, this is Tony needs lost the title, so I feel like he's like, yo, I need to get my title back. Kobe Kingston versus Samoa Joe. I already talked about that slightly. Um, I am kind of uh, confused because to this day, I'm still wondering why hasn't Ali voiced his anger or voiced whatever towards Kofi Kingston. Dolph Ziggler came out of nowhere saying that it should have been me. No, it shouldn't have been you, Dolph. It should have been Ali that was in Kofi's position. Because if people remember, and I've been very vocal on saying this, Ali was the one that suffered the injury that kept him out of the elimination chamber. Kofi took that opportunity and Kofi ran with it. Ali should have been the one that's sitting there going to Kofi and being like, you took my opportunity that I had. That could be me. Your success right now is what my success could have been. And I'm pissed. And I'm taking what I believe is rightfully mine. Why is he not doing that? Instead, he's doing absolutely nothing. At all. And then we have the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. It's interesting that this is a title match again, seeing though as if on at Stumping Ground and an exclusive on WWE's YouTube page, this is what Bailey had to say after defeating. Alexa Bliss. Take a listen. All that matters is this. All that matters is that finally I ended that chapter with Alexa Bliss. I rewrote everything that happened a couple years ago, and now I can move on. Move on to the SmackDown roster, move on to building the division, and move on to creating and building and everything. Just this. I want to create, build my legacy to be the best SmackDown Women's Champion you've ever seen. Well, looking at that SmackDown roster, Who's next? Let's see. Uh, well, SmackDown Live Morgan, where are you at? Come on. Come on, dude. We have a lot of history with Riot Squad. Let's see what you got all by yourself. Ember Moon, she's good. We had a little mixed match challenge action. Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Kyrie, Asuka, whoever. Charlotte, anytime, any place, anywhere. kidding i'm gonna be the champ for a long time so it don't matter <laughs> Liv morgan ember moon peyton royce charlotte flair those are four that she listed yet who's she fighting in extreme rules Alexa Bliss. This is what I'm talking about. The repetitive matches. I don't want to see a match that I've already seen a month ago at a pay-per-view. Give me something different. Oh, she also not she also said Kyrie Sane and Asuka. Give me that.
I mean, she didn't mention Zelina, even though Zelina is a manager, but Zelina can get down in the ring. She's done it. Hopefully what Eric Bischoff asked the executive director, we'll see more of that push. So I'm looking forward to. But as I said, we keep seeing these same matches, these repetitive matches. We don't want that. We want something different. As Triple H said, new matchups. We want that. <laughs> we don't want the old. Give us new. Give us something different. And that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. So, I've, <laughs> that's my burial of the WWE as far as the bad. Um, last night, June 29th, AEW did have their Fighter Fest. I did not see it because I was actually attending a concert. I did hear about it, though. I heard it was another solid performance from AEW, but a lot of people are talking about the chair shot that Ty Dillinger, Perfect 10, gave to Cody at the end of Cody's match. A lot of people are talking about it. It was a, it was pretty, it, it was kind of cringeworthy to see. And a lot of people are saying, due to the fact that we have all this knowledge on concussions and head injuries and things like that. So for Cody to take this chair shot to the head and it was a clean chair shot, it was a stiff one too. It busted it busted him open in the back of his head. A lot of fans, a lot of reporters and everybody is just talking about that because they're like, yo, I understand that you're trying to push that envelope and you're trying to bring back that side of wrestling that was that have been that has been forgotten. But there's reasons behind it. We've seen What's happened to like, you know, people who have suffered trauma, who have suffered concussions, who are now in the position where they can't compete anymore. I mean, Alexa Bliss, if you watch her 365, 365 special on WWE Network, she talked about it. There's points and there's parts in there where, you know, she was supposed to be in, she was supposed to be in the mix not the mix, but she was supposed to be in the tag team match. Her and Mickey James against Trish and Lita. And that night, that day, doctors ruled her out. Because she wasn't medically clear because of her concussion. So we've seen, we know how this goes. We've seen it. It's not a good thing. So I just want that's the one that's the one fault that I will give AEW. You don't need to do the chair shots. Not the solid chair shots, pure straight chair shots to the head. You don't need that. You don't need to do that. Don't do that. But other than that, I heard it was a good show. <laughs> I did. Moxley made his debut, his official debut on AEW. So I got to check this out. 
I'm really anticipated, really happy to see this, glad that this is out. Because now, as I said, with AEW, WWE should not take AEW lightly. I would not. I would not because they are coming with a purpose. A straight purpose. So with that, I want to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. I already talked about the good, talked about a little bit of bad and a little bit of ugly. (laughs) So what I want to do right now is I want to talk about my favorite things that I felt was going on for the month of June. It's only two things. Only two things. That is the 24-7 champion, the GOAT. (laughs) He's not really the greatest of all times. But listen, you give chicken shit to our truth he will turn into chicken salad, okay? That's exactly what he's done with this title. He has made this... He is the biggest draw right now, in my opinion, and to many others, on the WWE main roster. This 24-7 title is the best thing to happen for him in the sense of the creativity, the, the fun, the winningness that he's doing. I mean, like, the man won... Regained his title at Drake Maverick's wedding. Now it's it's been out, it's been released that Drake Maverick and his wife did have a a wedding ceremony, but what they did is then they redid they did a segment. They filmed a a, a segment, a promo, a skit, not a promo. They filmed a section, a scene. Where it happened. He won the title again. So he's doing all this fun stuff. So Truth Chest is the best thing. One of the best things on Raw and SmackDown. And with that being said, I'm going to play... On the run, I know that is how it gotta be. Everybody and their mama babies wanna pin me. I'm the 487 European TV star. 24 7 I be flipping like a go kart. I don't know what I'm gonna run to. He won't see nothing on me. Ask tennis shoes. Find me a spot and I go lay low. I'm gonna hide till I can't no more. Get up. I'm the 48-7-24-7-7-11 European TV champion. I got the Spurs on. Y'all see the Spurs? I got the Spurs on, (laughs) y'all. This is... You cannot be a... You cannot be a fan of R-Truth. There's nobody that can sit here and say that this man is not as far as talent goes, pure talent. Pure talent. The next best thing to happen on both shows. We're really glad that you're our friend and this 
Bray Wyatt. If you noticed on Raw, you start to see the puppets. The puppets are in the buildings. They're in the building now, which then only means that Bray is making his in-ring return. And I want to see how this is going to be. I want to see what's going to happen. Is he going to get put in the title picture? Or is it just going to be one of those things where he's going to just run rapid on the locker room? And it's just going to slowly build to a title. Like I said, Bray don't really need the title, but I can understand why he will be in the title picture. So those are my two favorite things going on on the main card. Okay. NXT, it looks like Matt Riddle will be feuding with somebody, will be going possibly with Adam Cole for the NXT title. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Um, that's how it appears to be. I did say that that was the rumor that Cole was going to be defending it against Riddle, or Riddle was going to face the winner of Cole and Gargano. Um, NXT is going to be coming to my hometown where I'm at right now. They will be in Buffalo at the Buffalo River Works. Um, in August, I think this is going to be after NXT, after SummerSlam weekend. So, if so, I will be going. Um, I'm planning on going. I believe tickets did go on sale, so I'm probably going to go check that out. My friend said I need to go because NXT shows are great. So, I'm, I'm probably going to check it out, see what that's like. But... In the month of July, like I said, Extreme Rules will be coming up. We already have about four matches locked in right now, so I'm kind of interested to see. Are we going to see Finn and Nakamura on this card? What's happening with Andrade? You know, is Ricochet going to have a title shot? I mean, not a title shot. Is Ricochet going to have a title match? What is going to happen going forward and now that you have Bischoff and Payment at the helm creatively only greatness can come from this and if it doesn't and it does instead I don't know what to tell you I have no idea what to tell you as far as what the future holds now. If Bischoff and Paul Heyman cannot bring greatness back to this company. Because AEW is on its way. And I'm not trying to say that AEW is going to be competition to WWE. But AEW is going to do something. It's going to rejuvenate the... The fan base 
That's what they're going to do. I want to touch on the Seth Rollins situation real quick. I did say that he did go on his Twitter spree. He did. He was lashing out at fans and Will Offspring and all these different people about the creativity and pretty much defending his company, which is I completely get. You're a company man. You're going to follow it. You are pretty much at the helm of the of the charge you are leading this it kind of reminds me of the early stages of Shawn Michaels when Shawn won the title after or not after but when Shawn won the title and you had the likes of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and uh, the clique they kind of left. They didn't kind of. They left to go to WCW, and Shawn Michaels was at the the head of the the charge. And the ratings and the build and everything wasn't as it wasn't going well. And I can see that happening now with Seth Rollins. I can see that Seth is looking at this like you know what I've been. You know, I'm at the head of this charge. I'm leading this charge. This is what's happening. And I could just slowly see it's similar. You know, Seth is at the, he is the man. Him and Kofi, they are the respective heavyweight champions. But the draw is not really there. So it kind of leaves you to wonder, like, what's going to happen? And that's why, like, I've, and I repeatedly say this. Bischoff and Heyman are the best things to happen to this company right now. So only time will tell. So July is coming up. Like I said, we are a day away from July 1st. Extreme Rules is July 14th. So I will be doing it. I will be doing Extreme Rules preview show and a recap show. I will then do the July month in review. So be on the lookout for that. Once again, as always, I always say this all the time and I really truly mean this. Thank you all for listening who do listen. Um, it is different. Like I said, a month, you get a month worth of material now in one episode. So if you have any questions, any comments anything on the anchor if you're listening to anchor you do obviously have the app so if you listen to anchor there is the app you have the app there is the option where you can leave a message on there please do so if you want to ask me a question if you want any type of me to give you my opinion on something or if you just want to just Give me a comment, you know, I take it all negative, positive, doesn't matter to me. And once again, thank you all for the love and support. I will be back July, the weekend of Extreme Rules. You will get the preview and the recap show. And then at the end of July, you will get my July month in review. Hopefully there will be more positive things to talk about than negative. 
with this new establishment of power with Bischoff and Heyman. Look forward to it. I look forward to getting back on here and addressing these things. So with that being said, I bid you all adieu. Take care. Enjoy the month of July. It is the 4th of July. So everybody enjoy the 4th. Um, be careful. Be safe out there. If you do drink, as I always tell everybody, if you do drink, drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. There's Uber. There's Lyft. So many different ways to get to where you need to get to without causing damage, without bodily harm, without people dying, anything like that. Bid you all adieu. Take care. Thank you all. This is the franchise. I'm out.